Welcome to The Mentor List. To seek support and you need to allow yourself to be supported. Really have a point of difference. What is precious, what's really important and then putting some boundaries there. The Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Hi, welcome to today's show. Today we have Melissa Lewis, the founder and CEO of the Ascension Group. Melissa works with high-performing women to unleash the power of their executive presence from the inside out. She has inspired thousands of exceptional women to commercialize their talents by taking their brand's substance, character, and personal style to the next level for greater visibility, reward, and influence. A pioneer in the personal branding space, key to Melissa's special source, is the Bates Communication Assessment Tool and her own presence quotient tool. She has worked with organizations and leaders from KPMG, Telstra, Amex, Bendigo Bank, Seabus, Eventbrite, KPMG, and Coles, you name it. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation with Melissa Lewis. Melissa Lewis, welcome to The Mentor List. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. No, it's great to have you here. So we're right in the center of town here on Elizabeth Street on the 22nd floor. So yeah, thank you for having us in today and really excited to talk all about presence, all about your experience. And just for the listeners that are tuning in and haven't heard of you before, Melissa Lewis, and I like saying the full name. We do have to share the same last name, but no relation. So yeah, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, David. Well, I call myself the Executive Presence Mentor and I really specialise in assisting very smart, talented women who are very experienced, really elevate their presence from the inside out. And when we talk about the inside out, it's from how they communicate their value to how they negotiate their pay to what does their brand look like online, offline, to what does their executive style really say about them? So not just how they look, but what are the impressions they leave? What's their style in their ability to really influence others? Because what I've seen over the last 10 years of working in this space is that having the skills and experience is just one element. So I say your IQ and your EQ are important, but in this day and age, in such a busy, competitive environment. It is about our PQ, which is our presence quotient. And that's something I trademarked and developed a tool around and really identified three essential principles that make up our presence. And they are your commercial demeanor, so your ability to have great conversations because the quality of your conversations determines the quality of your relationships. The second is your professional brand. So how are you able to really articulate your unique substance proposition to the world? Because this is the way people trust you. This is all about your values and your ability to influence people to get on board. And then finally, it's your executive style. So not just what people see, When you turn up, it's the first thing people see and remember, and ultimately that leaves an impression. So you want to make sure that that impression is authentic and really representing who you are. How do you find yourself, you know, 10 years in or 10 plus years in into sort of running this business? I mean, how did you find yourself in this type of business and specialising in, I like that you've trademarked PQ? Yeah, in the presence quotient. And it's really interesting when you look back. So... 
My fascination really with the power of a woman's presence started working in my grandfather's couture boutique when I was three years old. And from there, I really got to understand the power of a woman feeling good from the outside. But obviously, it's more than just the outside. And then I worked in all areas of retail whilst I studied and I um, studied a Bachelor of Business Property and then combined my love for business, property and fashion and created a role in shopping centre management, which I absolutely loved for Westfield. And throughout my quite a few years there, I really looked around and I thought, wow, where are all the women? And what I really saw was the many challenges that they'd faced. Now, time has changed after, you know, 14 years. However, there still are challenges for women in male-dominated environments. And these women were really experienced and they were really talented. However, they were getting overlooked for roles. And when I could really ascertain what were the reasons, it's because they were being misunderstood. There was a disconnect between how they were communicating, whether it was lack of confidence, whether it was um, inability to position themselves, whether they didn't have the right backers, and there was an inconsistency with their image. So about nearly 10 years ago, just before my first child, I decided to go out and really think about helping women who were talented and were experienced get to that next role. And I started with Image um, and I started with helping empower women to feel confident, to make sure their external presence matched um, their credibility. And as we know, it's so much more than just the clothes. And often the word presence kept coming up. A lot of them in the corporates are really attracted women who were from financial services, law and property backgrounds. And a lot of them were getting told, you're just missing something. And they would say, well, what am I missing? And they'd say, oh, you're missing presence. And when I Googled presence, this is quite a few years ago now, it came up as the second highest research term behind general leadership effectiveness for coaching. And I thought, wow, there's something in this. And when I further did research, I came across the only science-based tool in the world that actually measured presence. And that was the XPI from Bates Communication in Boston. And I actually flew halfway around the world to get accredited. And I was, I think, the first Australian accredited practitioner to come back to Australia. And why I love this tool was that for the first time, we know when someone has presence or not, yet it's been very elusive. You couldn't measure it. It wasn't tangible. And no one really had the language to describe why someone had presence and why they didn't. There's like a dominating presence, but then there's also a genuine presence. I mean, I'm just sort of talking off the cuff, but that's in my experience, a quite a commanding presence, which you know when someone's entered the room. And then there's also a, I don't know where I was going with that, maybe we should leave it to you, the expert. Yeah, and no, but that's right. It's like someone goes, yeah, they've got presence. And then we'd be, right. And so why doesn't someone else? And they didn't have the language. So when I went to Boston and I really got an understanding of the science behind it, and they had identified uh, 15 behavioural characteristics that were essential to have presence, looking at your character, your substance, and your style. And so I was able now to use these strategies and really uncover what were the blind spots 
for my clients with science and data? What were their perceived strengths and where were their unique opportunities to further elevate and develop their presence? And there is no one size fits all. So, you know, having the science and data with my experience through coaching and using the PQ tool as well, it was a unique set of strategies that no one had in Australia to really say, right, this is where you are now, this is where you want to go, these are the gaps in perception, how do we shift that needle of perception so you do have that leadership presence, so that you are recognised for that next role, so that you are taken seriously, so that you are valued and that you can command the pay that you require because just by having the substance or the wisdom, if that's not coming through in the meetings you're in, if people out externally aren't recognising you as the go-to person, then that presence can get lost and then ultimately you can fall short from being recognised and valued for the credible person that you are. So on the 15 I'm always trying to short circuit years and years and years of study and experiential learning. Is there like one thing out of that 15 that's like, oh, that's where you get the bang for buck. So if you just give heavy eye contact or like I'm oversimplifying it, no doubt, but is there one thing or two things that, or three things from a presence perspective that you've found are really where you get your ROI from a, if I can speak in ROI on presence terms? Yeah, the whole thing about presence is about being the full package now so it's about having a character that people can trust you it starts with the trust if people can't trust you then you have nothing and that's with everything it's having the substance so you've got to have the depth and the credibility um, and the wisdom to offer others and then you need to have a style that's inclusive that is assertive but yet also self-aware that It's not just always about you as well. So there's so many different elements of presence. And obviously it's in the eye of the beholder. So, you know, one person might say, yep, they really do have presence, whereas someone else might say they may lack something. What I'm able to do is use a tool that has science and data to really drill in on where and with whom do you need to not change who you are but tweak and flex different elements so people can see your brilliance? And when you have presence, you have that ability to influence. But without that presence, it is very hard to get people on board. And actually the definition of executive presence from Bates Communication is the ability of a leader to inspire, align, motivate and bring others on board. So as you can see, it's not about just one element, it's about many different elements to get things done. Right, and you mentioned before, you know, you started sort of from the outside in and from early days, by the sounds of it, with your dad and the, what was it, Couture? Yeah, it was with my grandfather. Oh, grandfather, sorry. Yes. But you also mentioned sort of there's been a bit of a change in how women are, or how their presence is being perceived, or you said they were getting knocked back, and then you sort of mentioned that things have changed slightly. Do you want to maybe elaborate on um, some of the changes that you've seen, whether good or bad or ugly or Yeah, not about knocked back. Often I have had clients come to me saying, I've been overlooked for roles. 
I feel like I've been misunderstood. I've been told I'm lacking this. So they've been given feedback, but they don't know what to do with it. Times are definitely changing where women are definitely very well respected and rightfully so. It's not a male or female thing when it comes to presence. My specialty is with women because I feel that that's my sweet spot and I understand them and I've worked with them for the last 10 years. Have things changed? I think there's still a long way to go in terms of change. I think women have become very self-aware that They're no longer saying, I need to add to my toolkit. They're believing that they are enough. They're just getting the right support to make sure that their perceptions and their intentions are aligned. And often when there's a disconnect, this is when, you know, they can get overlooked for roles. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing that. And I guess the clients you normally work with, um, I mean, these are pretty senior kind of roles. So is there anything that sort of jumps out that you'd like to share around, you know, some of the things you've seen or? um... Yeah, I mean, of recent I had um, a lady in financial services who'd come back returning back to work after her third child. She'd really lost her her own style in terms of, you know, how did she even want to be perceived at work? What was her brand? What was her goals you know for her next role so it was really about looking at her overall presence of where it was and where she wanted to be and working through that she since has got a great job she got a 17% increase and she was very clear with her purpose her brand and positioning which I think everyone needs to review it was just a timing thing of coming back to work after a third child I work a lot with the middle to very senior management in terms of They've built a brand and now it's about how do they connect more so they are well known as the go-to person in their specific industry. So um, worked with quite a few women of recent in property, in commercial property being my background. So how could they be further known for their expertise, getting on panels, doing speaking events and making sure that their purpose, their brand and their overall presence is congruent because as soon as there's inconsistency, that's when people start to mistrust what they see and hear. Yeah, great. And you mentioned um, heading over to Boston uh, and becoming one of the first Australian practitioners coming out of Boston, but for those that don't have the luxury of being able to fly to research presence, I mean, is there a book we can sort of pick up uh, locally or one you'd recommend people read? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favourite books is All the Leader Can Be by Susan Bates and she's the founder of Bates Communication. And this is when it really, I was able to really get in depth about the science behind presence and rather than just a, you know, a term that didn't have measurement, it was really gave it validity and it really gave it the depth of understanding what it means to have presence or not. Everyone does have an element of presence. It's just is it serving you to get the outcomes that you want to achieve? Yeah, right. So we sort of have a default presence. Uh, And does that change? So, for example, if I'm in a social scenario, do I have a default that's different to my presence in the classroom versus the boardroom like 
do we have different defaults, a different presence at home? Like, Yeah, and that's um, a really good question. And that's something that's very unique. You know, some people are very extroverted at work and then when they come home, they don't feel that they need to lead a team of 20 so that, you know, they can default to being who they are. Whereas, you know, for me, what you see is what you get when I'm with a client, whether I'm at home, I'm very consistent with my brand and with who I am. So, you know, that's a very individual thing of absolutely some people can default. And there's no right or wrong. It's it's whatever works for you. So if that's working for you and you're getting the results and you're in a role that you are getting valued, then don't change anything. But if you're ready to step up and you are wanting advice on different ways that you can further promote yourself in a way that's congruent and authentic to you, then looking at your presence and getting some feedback is definitely one way of doing it. Yeah, and so you'd sort of obviously suggest getting that feedback by another party, but is there something you can do from a self-awareness perspective to sort of help you pick up where something may not be serving you or vice versa? Absolutely. So with the PQ program, I actually developed a free quiz, which you can um, download and do on my website, which is the Ascension Group .com.au and you can see the link below and you're able to then you know look at there's 27 questions and this will really help you identify where do you feel you're currently strong within your presence and where are there opportunities to further tweak so that's a great way to start yeah great okay thanks so we can just jump on to your site and do that questionnaire cool. absolutely thank you very much I'll, yeah i'll put the links uh, in the show notes to for people that are interested in that as well. So just from a, to that sort of one habit, is that the habit or are there other habits that you can sort of, that either you do personally around presence or it might just be around your own success or maybe more particular to sort of presence because it's what we're talking about. Is there habits that people can pick up and maybe run with that have, you've found have served you well? I've seen, that's a really long question. <laughs> but what habits should we be applying if we want to be, um, showing up with presence yeah i think showing up every day for me it's about making sure one that you walk your talk because otherwise there's a big disconnect and the second for me is you know health habits so i love to keep fit and healthy this allows me to have clarity and you know this is something i've always done and in terms of you know people that are working within the corporations, often you can be at your desk all day, it's long hours. If you're a mum like myself, there's things that I think are essential that you need to do for yourself. So I've always prioritised exercise, usually first thing in the morning because what you don't get done in the morning, you don't get done. And this way I filled up my cup before I filled up everyone else's. And I think that's really essential in this fast-paced environment. Yeah, definitely. What's that look like? Are you running around the block or is it a power walk or what are you actually doing? Yeah, I've been training for half marathons for the last 20 years. (laughs) Um, So that's probably on the other extreme. But, you know, I use that time as a training for my brain, you know, preparing to do today. A lot of the time I'm thinking about clients as well and thinking, you know, who can I connect them with? What are the different resources, different ways to add value? Um, So it's very much uh, my time to really reflect on, on my business, my clients, and um, other opportunities as well. 
Fantastic. Yeah, we've had that come up time and time again around the exercise and, you know, consciously recognizing where the exercise falls off and then a week or so later it feels like things are out of control. It's like, well, actually, I just need to get my habit back. Um, so, yeah, thanks for reiterating what is clearly a great habit. Next question is just around a quote. I'm not sure if you've got a quote that you could share with the listeners. Yeah, I, I guess one thing that really aligns is um, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression, and that's from Oscar Wilde and Will Rogers. And and it's so true because often I see so many people missing opportunities to connect with other people because they're not authentic or they haven't put thought into how am I turning up and is this going to be liked by others? Am I genuine? And are people seeing me as the authentic person that I am? Am I genuinely curious in them or am I just looking out for myself? And I think a lot of people, and I know a lot of people, just haven't got honest feedback. And time and time again, they miss out on connecting with other great people because they're not showing up and being true to who they are. And then when you're not true to who you are, you can't expect to attract or get the work or the clients that you would like because people see through it. We're a very clever society. It sounds like there's not really a shortcut to presence. It's actually a genuine Absolutely, absolutely. You have to have the depth and substance. You have to know who you are and you have to be the whole package from just how you communicate to what your knowledge is to also how you turn up physically looking. You know, if I meet someone at a meeting and they're telling me what attention to detail they have and, you know, I'm meeting my accountant and then I see that, you know, they've got nails that are unkept, they've got a missing button on their shirt, subconsciously I'm drawing attention going, well, you're saying that you've got attention to detail, yet I can see all your notes are all over the place. You haven't even looked down at your shirt to see you've got a missing button. The detail's not there. And, you know, one thing I learned or many things I learned from my grandfather was, you know, the attention to detail goes a long way in everything that you do. And I think people are so fast-paced now that they're missing that detail. They're missing the element of that service and building those long-term relationships. And people remember your presence. They remember how you make them feel. They don't remember what you say, but they do remember ultimately how you make them feel. Fantastic. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much. I could have just kept listening (laughs) forever. I guess we're sort of towards the end of the interview and, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go through one of your services and would highly recommend it and certainly out of the back of that has improved my ability to be hired. And tell me a bit more about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I asked the question. Uh, I mean, yeah, so we met on Collins Street. We, as part of sort of an exec interview uh, coaching assignment and with one of your other colleagues, we sort of, yeah, I mean, typically I hate shopping i'm a man and i label myself as if i go to the shops and i don't buy something it's not successful the whole day is a waste of time my wife can go to the shops she can 
come back empty-handed and eight hours later and she will say she had the best time. So an hour of power with you was an absolute godsend and set me up for at least a year and a bit. And that, you know, that's one of my services, yes. making sure your physical presence matches and, you know, that's been really strategic. So it's not just about shopping but it's investing yeah. smart. It's about getting clear on my clients' needs, where are the gaps, what have they got, what's the budget, and it's always about return on investment. So I guess everything you do in life needs to be about what's the return on investment and really getting clear on who you are. Absolutely. So, yeah, great experience, loved it to bits, and, yeah, well, Thanks, I'll definitely <laughs> be calling you in another six months' time or uh, whenever I'm um, actively looking for work again, which is probably a bit reactive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just for those that are um, interested in sort of finding out a bit more about you, you know, maybe even having a conversation, how do they go about that? Yeah, David, so I guess – I'm really personable and I think with all my clients it's through referral, So, which has been fantastic because all my clients have the substance, have the values um, and come with open arms, which I love. But I'd really love anyone who was even considering to reach out to me via LinkedIn, so Melissa Lewis, or you know through my website, theascensiongroup.com.au, which we've got notes below and send me a message and let's meet up and talk. Fantastic. Well, yeah, thank you for putting your time in today and for allowing us to come and see you and record and, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thanks, David. And for everyone else, tune in again next week for another great show. Thank you for joining us today at The Mentor List. If you'd like to hear more or speak to us about recommending our next interview guest, come on through to mentorlist.com.au. You can also find out more about our suite of mastermind series taking shape in your area, your industry, and your discipline. We look forward to welcoming you to one of our events very soon. Stay tuned for another great show. Thank you for listening to The Mentor List. If you like what you're hearing on The Mentor List, the best way to support the show is to just take a few seconds to leave a rating and or comment over on iTunes. You can also find further information about this show and links to further episodes at mentorlist.com.au. Until next time, this is The Mentor List.